Perfect Stranglers contains graphic and explicit content suitable for mature listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone. Can we start off? Okay, go on. I was going to say, I was going to say, I just want to start off an episode at one point, starting at like Delilah, like our really slow, sensual, soft. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Perfect Stranglers. My name is Kylie, and today we're going to talk <laughs> about relationships. It's like, I don't know why. I just want to like right? start it off like no, Delilah. I love Delilah. She's like, what? Delilah, Delilah. Right? She's like, what's on your heart tonight? <laughs> Gosh. She's a national treasure. And you know what? Some people have never heard Delilah. And that and is they sad. they have no idea. That's really sad. I remember driving home from my mom's friend's house when I was a kid, uh-huh. and that would Delilah would be on. And uh, I didn't really understand the sadness of the stories, but I have a feeling if I were to listen oh, to, yeah. to Delilah now, I would cry like yeah. a little baby. She's still on. You can go on, on the iHeartRadio oh. app, and she's got her own station. But... Oh my god, hey mom, do you remember Delilah? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you know, she's going to yep. listen. <laughs> she's going to message us, girls, yes, I do remember Delilah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. We're the perfect stranglers. Yeah. yeah. Guys. Yeah. Hi, just if guys. you didn't know. I'm Kylie. I'm Bree. And I'm Nicole. <laughs> We're here. And I'm Delilah. <laughs> oh my god, wouldn't it be cool to have a Delilah, like, have her as a guest on her podcast? Oh my god. That'd be so I cool. wonder if there's any Delilah. I wonder if there's any Delilah murders. Mm, there's a Jenny Jones murder. There is, there is, yeah. Ooh. 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 I was gonna blow on my water bottle like it's one of those bottles that, you know, glass bottles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those things. <laughs> like a wooden flute? <laughs> <It didn't work. laughs> I used to have I used to have an old wooden flute that like you know you did that you blew on the the side of it. Mhm. Oh yeah, my mom has a clay turtle that I um I like to play when I'm at her house. <laughs> yeah, like an ocarina. Like do the, or, is that what they're called? I hold it. I don't know, but I hold it and I go do 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 do. Oh my god! And I used to do that all the time. It reminds yeah. me of the vine where the kid plays a recorder with his nose. <laughs> Can you see that one? He's like, yes. he's like, he knows it's, no, dude. No, he goes, he goes, it's John Cena. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. And he plays it with his nose. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're making me want to bust out my clarinet. <laughs> Don't tempt oh, me. Oh, let me go get my ukulele. Oh my God. You have a ukulele? I do have a ukulele. Oh, I, for some reason, that just fits you. (laughs) Thank you. I don't know what it is. (laughs) If Brie were to play an instrument, what would it be? Uh, Harp. Harp. Me? No. I get a harp Harps are really hard to play. I don't know why, but they're like kind of, they're, they're kind of badass because not a lot of people know how to play them, but they're also soothing. They are. I don't know yeah, why, but okay. I just feel like it's just so wrong. It's so wrong that it could be right type of thing. I was going to say... Because, like, I feel like... More like... You can say bongos. 
No, I was gonna say like like a bass guitar, just very mellow, very oh, like I could see that steady too. in the background, keeping the whole song going, like you know, just. Bree, do you remember? I was thinking about this beauty school days. I was thinking of Miss Julie. Uh huh. And I remember when we started cutting. I'm gonna stand up and show you, ladies. I'm sorry, you guys can't see this. Not like you would want to. <laughs> But you remember when you cut, you're supposed to, like, stand with one foot in front of the other and, like, down like this and, like, almost yeah. lunge? Right. I remember I would stand super wide like a bass player and squat down. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember her pointing that out at one point. And for whatever reason, like, I thought of that the other day. Oh, man. <sighs> Those I were the days. God. I have, like, a strange... Like not like fetish, but I just really love female bass players. Yeah, oh, like uh, Meg White mm-hmm. and the White Stripes. Mm-hmm. They're just so awesome. Can I tell you about uh, the word fetish real quick? Yeah, sure. um, there's fetish talk in this episode. Just so you know. Oh, perfection! My mom thinks that a phobia is a fetish. Oh. So. Oh. <laughs> Flower. So Anthony has okay. Anthony has exactly. Okay, so listen, Anthony has a foot phobia where he's okay. very terrified of feet. Anytime right. I tell my mom this, she goes, "Oh yeah, he has a foot fetish." And I was like, "No, no, no, no. <laughs> he has a foot phobia." And she's like, "A fetish, like you like so don't like him." And I was like, "No, no, no. Exactly. A fetish is where you love him so much that you want to like you're sexually aroused by yeah. it, basically." Yeah. And I have had to distinguish between... I've had to do this with a few people. Distinguish between a fetish and a phobia. Huh. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, those yeah. are, like, literally, like Bree said, the like opposite. The like polar opposite things. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So did I just you thought guys, you guys would get a giggle out of that. <laughs> did you guys have cable um, growing up? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, were you more of a... a Nickelodeon kid, comedy, or not Comedy Central, what's, uh, Cartoon Network, that's what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say, Mm -hmm. or Disney, like, what was your kind of, what did you gravitate towards as a kid? Um, I guess, like, my main shows, for the cartoons, I was Nickelodeon, uh, Cat Dog, uh, Rocket Power, uh, Angry Beavers, Mm -hmm. Doug, was a good yeah. one. Doug. For other things, Doug. For I used to call my brother Doug, and he would get so fucking pissed off. <laughs> um, God, he would get irate. Um, for regular TV shows, That's All Raven, Disney Channel, um, even yep. Stevens, uh, Liz yep. McGuire. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. How about you, Nicole? I gravitated towards Cartoon Network, but I wasn't allowed to watch it. Because my mm-hmm. mom and dad thought it was too much. Um, so I tended to watch, like, I did watch Cat Dog, um, and I watched, like, That's So Raven and all that shit. I mm-hmm. watched a lot of Full House. That was, like, the approved. I love Full House. Oh, yes. Yeah. Brie. You posted last night about the 90s, and I had, like, 90s nostalgia, like, homesickness of the 90s. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I just, like... I feel that. I saw that Netflix came out with a movie called The Last Blockbuster. Oh, yep. Mm -hmm. And that's a ballsy move for Netflix to make a movie about that. On Hulu, there's also... I haven't watched it yet, but there's a, a 
sh- uh, movie documentary I don't know called um kid 90 and it was um Sole Moonfry um from Punky Brewster oh, and apparently yeah. when she was growing up she would take a um a video camera with her everywhere and she had like she has like little like home videos of like in the 90s when she was like on set and like stuff like that that's cool it looks pretty cool you know they oh, um, i love it they have like punky brewster as a, a show again yeah just, it's on the peacock yeah, network yep. on the peacock um app or whatever yep. yeah hey it's her like raising her own kids which yeah, is really cool. i thought i thought that was cute um i didn't really ever watch punky brewster that was a little bit before before right me, but... oh yeah that was before our time yeah. too so i mean i know what it is yeah but... so okay so uh, for those of us who grew up watching Nickelodeon, it's almost certain that we've seen a show that Dan Schneider has produced, and that's uh, who we're talking about today. Oof. Um, yeah, oof, do you know, have oof. you heard yep. anything? Oh, I don't know anything yeah? about that, but I know who he is, and he's on, like, everything. He's on so much shit. Yeah. So, he's the producer behind All That, mm-hmm. The Amanda Show, Drake and Josh, um, the movie Good Burger, Zoe 101, iCarly. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like Nickelodeon. That spans a lot of time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pretty much like anything Nickelodeon is a good good Mm -hmm. chance Dan Schneider was a part of it somehow. Yes. Yes. He was actually uh, an actor. uh, Started out as an actor on I believe it was an ABC show called Head of the Class. Mm. He was Mm. a a character in there, which sounds like a really boring show, (laughs) and it was before my time, and I'm not going to watch it. (laughs) But anyways, <laughs> Same. that's kind of his background, though. So Nickelodeon um, severed ties with Dan Schneider in March of 2018, providing him with a $7 million severance package. What? Um, Seven yeah. million? Yeah. So that actually after... Money, when, when was that? What year? March, March 2018. That doesn't... I know that Kylie said that's a lot of money, but, like, for everything that he did, that doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I wonder what his net worth is. I'm going to look this up. I want to know. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not sure. So, they split ties with him in 2018, and they released this joint statement. Following many conversations together about next direction's future opportunities, Nickelodeon and our longtime creative partner, Dan Schneider slash Schneider's Bakery, which is his production company, Mm -hmm. have agreed to not extend the current deal. Since several of Schneider's Bakery's projects are wrapping up, both sides agreed that this is a natural time for Nickelodeon and Schneider's Bakery to pursue other opportunities and projects. So... Why would Nickelodeon cut ties with this man who has brought them so many successful shows over the years? His net worth is forty million. Also, okay. So I guess maybe seven million isn't too low, but I don't know. It just it seems oddly low to me because I have. I don't a, know what the going rate I ha- for I have a feeling is. of where this is going, and a I think I mean on one side I'm like that's way too high. For what I think this story is going to. But then at the same end, I'm like, to keep something a little hush hush, that seems a little low. But continue. Uh, continue. Let me not make any more assumptions. 
(laughs) (laughs) So when they cut ties with him, it might be because he's a huge creep and there have been complaints (laughs) about his alleged behavior and well-documented temper for years. Mm -hmm. So also, 2018 was the height of the Me Too movement when a lot of abuse caused by powerful Hollywood men was brought to light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I had a really hard time with this case, actually, um, because I always want to bring stuff to the table that I know is true. We have good sources for it. Um, And several times... (laughs) Several times throughout the past two weeks when I was researching, I was like, I'm going to scrap it. I'm just going to, I'm going to start. I'm going to do a different case. But I, and like, I'm not even kidding you. Like probably five times I was like, I'm scrapping it, but I stuck with it. And the nature of this is that it's shrouded in scandal and secrecy. So I've divided this case up into three parts. The stuff that is black and white truth can be proven. Uh, the things that are circumstantial evidence or anecdotal evidence with somebody claiming to have first-hand experience. And the last section is just rumors and gossip, word on the street that could be plausible. Okay. So, first, I'm going to tell you about the things that are true. They can be proven. Mm-hmm. Back in June, on June 23rd, 2002, the LA Times ran an article titled, Groomed to be All That about the two-week comedy boot camp that uh, Dan Schneider held with the help of a team that included the show's dialogue coach, Brian Peck, who's also a friend of Dan Schneider's. The... I'm going to pause for a second. (laughs) There's those good old trucks. Does he have a Von Dutch hat on? (laughs) Or whatever? (laughs) Okay. So the boot camp for the uh, potential child actors was called Nick 101. Back then, in 2002, he wasn't on anyone's radar yet, so the article was pretty positive. Uh, Although, now that we know exactly how creepy he is, um, the title Groomed to be All That is disgustingly ironic. So this other guy, Brian Peck, uh, he was a friend and colleague of Dan Schneider. Back in 2004... He was convicted of a lewd act against a child and oral copulation of a person under 16. Um, Brian Peck had been coaching the youngster in acting at his home when the offenses happened and was only arrested after the budding actor's parents reported him to the police. Um, The documents show that Peck Uh, was originally charged with 11 counts, including a lewd act upon a child, sodomy of a person under 16, attempted sodomy of a person under 16, sexual penetration by a foreign object, four counts of oral copulation of a a person under 16, uh, oral copulation by anesthesia or controlled substance, sending harmful matter, uh, and using a minor for sex acts. So, in the end, he pleaded no contest to two counts, lewd act against a child and oral copulation, and the court found him guilty on both counts. So, I have, like, a lot of thoughts right now. First off, this is not 
Nickelodeon, it's Disney, but Demi Lovato's new, like, The Devil Inside Me or whatever documentary mm-hmm. is coming out soon, and in it, she um, states that she was raped while on, basically, I think it is on her show that she was in. Mm-hmm. The first time she ever had sex, she was raped by an actor. I don't know if it was on the show that she acted in for Disney or whatever, but that reminds me of that. Second, um, pleading no contest. Does that mean that you're saying, I'm not guilty, but I'm not going to fight you for saying that I'm guilty? I think so. I think it's like, I'm not going to further incriminate myself, but whatever you have charge me with whatever information that you can prove i think that's so uh, just quick quick research no contest means that you do not agree with what you were charged with however you will accept the fine or punishment associated with that charge okay okay so the remaining counts were dismissed uh and he was uh let's see i think he only served i want to say i can't remember and I don't know why it's not in here um but I want to say it was like 16 months or something and he was let out and he was allowed to go back to working with children uh at Nickelodeon Disney um and he he worked on the set of The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody even though he was a sex offender he was banned from direct contact with children but he was able to work on the children's series and on the sets with the underage actors he was a wait, he was a dia- dialogue coach wait a second <clears throat> you said nickelodeon disney are they owned by the same no no no, no. and disney yeah. oh and disney okay interesting he worked for both that of they them. would interesting that he worked for both of them because they're competitors right he didn't have like a non-compete clause in his contract nope Nope, he worked for... Be... Mm, interesting. Because they are completely different. Nickelodeon yeah. is Viacom, mm-hmm. which is CBS, mm-hmm. Paramount. And then Disney's ABC. Disney is ABC. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if it, I wonder if he was, like, um, just contract work, like, contracted Most by likely, them. Most likely, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, and he didn't, they're, he didn't, like, work for them, yeah. so there's no right. non-compete. Yeah. So, there was a movie that came out in 2015 called An Open Secret the movie Hollywood doesn't want you to see. The documentary names Brian Peck as one of several abusers who have uh, worked in Hollywood and features interviews with victims who bravely spoke out about uh, what happened to them. And he still currently works in Hollywood as a a dialogue coach, Um, still works on movies. He's worked on a lot of, um, like, horror movies, and he, uh, people, like, in, um, like, a horror convention like he'll go sign autographs like i don't know it's it's weird that's fucked up Uh, yeah so that was that was dan schneider's pedophile cohort brian peck who worked with him on amanda show all that and keenan and kel uh now as for dan here are the things that can be proven dan has worked with many child actors ariana grande as Cat Valentine from Victorious and the spin-off show Sam and Cat, uh, Amanda Bynes from All That and the Amanda Show, just to name a couple. Um, so, feet are featured in most of his shows, yep. like showing characters barefoot, uh, making some kind of foot joke. It's a common oh. theme a of, that people started to a notice. Lot of feet jokes. Yep. Yes. Really? A lot. Yeah. Oh yes. Tons. I guess I've never 
if you go on YouTube, there's a ton of like compilations of like weird foot jokes in iCarly, in Victorious, in in all of Dan Schneider's shows. Yeah. Whoa. The foot thing is it's a thing. Whoa. So it's it's a common theme. <clears throat> okay, so there there is an episode of Sam and Cat where Aria, Ariana Grande is seen telling viewers, did you ever try to stick your whole big toe in your mouth? Check this out. And she proceeds to suck her own big toe, which is really oh. embarrassing. Yeah. Um, he also tweeted a lot about feet. Some of his tweets include, uh, would you like to see Victoria Justice pour ketchup all over her feet? Well, here you go. And then it had a link to a video. And then another one, um, another tweet said, um, Carly tickles Sam's very unusual toes. If you have a moment, please name Sam's toes for us. And then there was a link to the picture. Uh, Sometimes his foot tweets had nothing to do with promoting shows. One of the tweets read, toes, similar to fingers, but not nearly as good. Who agrees? Um, what? <laughs> yeah. This is just bizarre. His handle on Twitter is Dan Warp. Um, so <sighs> if you want to look some of these up, some of them have been deleted. Okay, yeah. but but yeah. So also he publicly tweeted to his wife. Yes, this person has a wife. Oh. Ew. Um. <laughs> yeah. Who goes by? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who goes by um, Hungry Girl? Uh, hung- she's a, a like a TV chef or something. She's got cookbooks and things like that. Okay. Um, so she uh, he tweeted uh, at Hungry Girl um, publicly. Uh, Do you want to go for a drive? Do you want to go into our room and watch Too Cute? We have four on the DVR. I'll rub your feet which is gross and like why wouldn't you just text your wife that rather than do a public tweet that is ah. so weird god i hate men yeah <laughs> they are creepy i'm sorry right. i'm not sorry and let me tell you things got even weirder when a post okay. was made from the sam and cat twitter page saying sam and cat tomorrow right on the bottom of your foot Take a pic and use the hashtag, hashtag SamAndCatSaturday, and we'll retweet and follow till our fingers get sore. <gasps> so they could see all the feet. From all the young child fans. What? Oh my god. Uh, and no one thought to say anything of how weird this is? Mm-hmm. That was in 2013. So yeah, so basically he got a bunch of minors to send him feet pictures. God, that's fucked up. So, yeah, like I said, some of them have been deleted, but some haven't, and screenshots live forever. Yeah. Yep. So, there are also several photos, which don't lie, showing Dan Schneider posing with female child actors in super uncomfy, unprofessional, inappropriate poses, like just too close to them, or hand Mm. in a strange, vulnerable spot, like the small of the back, like nothing, nothing like overtly, like completely obscene, but it's definitely like uncomfortable, raises some eyebrows, seems unethical and just 
downright creepy. There is... That's the discomfort of when you're standing in a public area and a guy walks behind you and he drags his hand across the small of your back. Yeah. Yeah. Completely unnecessary. There is a... Unnecessarily uncomfortable. There is a photo that I actually, as you were talking about this, I was like looking at different photos. I'm going to send it to you guys right now, but this is so uncomfortable to look at. It's basically mm-hmm. him posed with... Um, one of the actresses from, I think she's from Victorious. <gasps> um, Ew. But he's Ew, got, he does not look like I thought he looked like either. He's got his arm wrapped around, like, her arm and around his her legs, and she's, like, sitting on his lap. And yep. it just looks, I am uncomfortable looking at it. Yep. Very uncomfortable. That's oh only my. one of them, too. Yeah, there like, I've so seen that. I saw that one when I was researching, but, yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Disgusting. Um, so now we're going to get into the alleged firsthand experiences. And I, I don't say alleged because I don't believe them. On the contrary, I do. However, we're not looking to get sued. And all of this 100%. is like witness <laughs> testimony and has never been brought to a court of law that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. So that's my disclaimer. Okay. Okay. A Reddit user who worked as an extra on a Dan Schneider show, uh, posted on Reddit that in between takes, Dan asked um, this person if they were ticklish, and they said no. Then he bet them $100 that he could make them ticklish. And the Reddit poster states that they were ex- um, they were expecting him to reach over and tickle them under the arm or something, but Dan Schneider led them into his office, and they basically got paid to receive a foot massage and a lot of compliments about their feet. Oh. For $100. Yeah. So a second account came from an unnamed woman who talked to the ignorant hosts of a completely garbage right-wing comedy podcast called Revenge of the Cis, which sounds transphobic to me. Revenge of the Cis as in cisgendered. So anyway... The hosts in their podcast may be absolute trash, but the story she told of her experience was interesting, and the audio of the interview has been used in a lot of YouTube videos that talk about this. So she says that in 1997, she was discovered in a mall. She got an agent and did uh, small work for commercials and stuff like that. And then in 2007, her agent saw her um, progressing in her career and brought up Uh, possibly trying out for some big things with Nickelodeon. She was uh, flown out to LA for the audition. And when she got there, it was about 200 kids. Uh, There were agents handpicking kids that that they liked or had charisma. Then once about 40 kids were selected, they were uh, then told that they were all going to have to take their shoes off and go into a room (laughs) with the producer who was Dan Schneider uh, to see if they were what he was looking for. What? So she asked, yes. So oh, she fuck. asked, yes. She asked the agent, "What do you, what you know, what do you, would you like us to do?" And we're in there um, with the producer. Like, what's you know, what's the object of it? Um, they said, "So you're just gonna go in there. You're gonna take your shoes off, run around in front of the camera, just have fun, and talk about how much you love being barefoot." At the time. She was still young and she didn't um, think anything of it other than maybe it was a little unorthodox. 
But her mom looked around and she saw these kids and she just felt really weird about it. She said, this is wrong. There is just something wrong about this. And because her mom decided to take her out of the audition, she was blacklisted from the business. Hmm. Um, yeah. So Wait, who was this? What was the celebrity? Uh, it it's just an unnamed... Just a girl? Okay. An anonymous girl who had called in. Okay. Um, like, she never got, like, a big part because of this. She was okay. just in, like, small commercial stuff. And then okay. I guess that kind of blew it for her. Yeah. <clears throat> so the same unnamed source um, described the acting day camps uh, she attended with all the Nickelodeon people. She states that you'd be sent to this day camp without your parents. And it was an opportunity to get discovered. There were producers and directors there, and it was basic acting classes, and it was kind of a party uh, party atmosphere. The kids were told by their agents that they had the best chance of being discovered in the pool area. So they'd go there, they'd hang out by the pool in their bathing suits. Oh my um, god. Yeah. Um, Hillary Duff and Megan Fox were discovered there by the pool, apparently. Um the age range for this was uh, age 13 to 22 years old, and um, mm. s- some, yeah. So, also some some actors have alluded to nefarious things happening without outright saying specifics, probably mm. to correct their or probably to protect their career. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Lori Beth Dimberg, remember her? Mm-hmm. Um, she was in, from all that. She did the vital information sketch. Yeah. For um, I, life. <laughs> yeah, I, <Sorry. laughs> I had an interaction with her on Facebook, actually. Um, <gasps> what? I went, yeah, I went to her Facebook page after I saw, um, her on Workaholics, mm-hmm. uh, and I complimented her on how funny it was, and she commented back to me, and she was really sweet. Aww. Um, anyway... That's cute. She was, yeah, she was interviewed um, by Vice in January 2020, um, recently. So uh, I'm going to read you a tiny snippet of that article. During Denberg's tenure on All That, former Nickelodeon showrunner Dan Schneider served as a producer and writer. He would go uh, on to launch uh, network hits like The Amanda Show, iCarly, and Victorious. When he suddenly parted ways with Nickelodeon in 2018 at the height of the Me Too Too movement, rumors of his abusive behavior, foot fetish, temper, and possible misconduct bubbled to the surface. He's not my favorite person, Denberg says. He is, uh, he's not a pleasant person to work with or work for, and I'm not confirming anything, but I'm not disappointed that he won't be darkening any, uh, doors of doors anymore of people working for him. And it's not just kids. It's anybody. Wow. Yeah. And then, um, actress, uh, Alexa Nicholas, who played on, played Nicole on Zoe 101 with Jamie Lynn Spears. Mm -hmm. Um, She's in her late 20s now. Some of her interactions with fans online have uh, made people question what types of things she saw and experienced during her time working with Dan Schneider at Nickelodeon. 
in one such interaction, a fan tells her via Twitter that she's a really good actress and they can't believe that Nickelodeon let her go. She says, aw, thanks. They didn't let me go. I actually quit because of bad stuff that happened on the set. Yeah. And yeah, in another tweet, a fan told her that Zoe 101 is um, his favorite Dan Schneider show and she tweets back, don't watch his shows. And in a different tweet, she uh, says that in her opinion, Dan Schneider isn't a good person at all. And another actor who um, has been pretty vocal, um, Jeanette McCurdy. I was, yeah, I was just mm-hmm. about to say, like, she, yeah, go. Yep. Yes. So Jeanette McCurdy, she plays Sam from iCarly and the spinoff show Sam and Cat. Um, so she made a mildly disturbing vine a while back where she appears on camera, uh, purposely looking disheveled and covered in garbage with messy hair and bizarre makeup. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to play the audio from that vine for you and you can tell me what you think. Hey, Dan Schneider, I know you're watching my vine. Do you like my vine? Vine, vine, vine. Look what you've done to me. So, yeah. Kind of weird. God, yeah. Cry for help, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I, so I knew what this was going into it, because mm-hmm. I've heard some of these stories before. I didn't know about the foot thing or the casting. Yeah. I've just heard of celebrities coming out within the last, like, I don't know, year or two talking about this. Mm-hmm. But how expansive it is, is creepy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's really disturbing. She... So, Jeanette. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just going to say, she has a a podcast now. She sure does. So, Jeanette has recently retired uh, from acting, and she has spoken out a lot about being a child actor in general and how it's kind of messed her up, Mm -hmm. not having a normal childhood, and just speaking about, like, stage parents, just the entire culture of, like, using children as, like, little cash cows, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And she does have her own podcast. It's called Empty Inside where she discusses these issues. So in a segment on her podcast, she revealed that um, her entire child acting experience is something that she's deeply ashamed of because she kind of felt embarrassed about like the cheesy children's show character thing. And also her experiences um, on set are the source of a lot of self-esteem issues and her eating disorder. And, like she just talks about how her feelings and emotions um were like put on the back burner as a child because her character always came first um because it was she was the main source of income for her family starting at age six so that's a lot to put Mm -hmm. on a child her character in iCarly Sam um was also obsessed with food so if you can imagine like how upsetting and triggering that might have been for a young girl with an eating disorder. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in another segment from her podcast, she discusses um, life on the Nickelodeon set with uh, actress uh, uh, Anna Ferris. She discusses how there's a lot of abuse that goes on, uh, and she's 
she said that she has she worked with an incredibly emotionally abusive producer um she says even talking about it now gets her face hot thinking about it she said that this producer who she did not name but i think we all know who she may be referring to um he would apparently yell things at them saying like you would all be working at yogurt land if you didn't work for me and he'd just scream at them yeah i don't fucking know (laughs) um she also told about how the sound techs would get handsy with her while adjusting her microphone and they'd like touch her chest all the time on accident. Oh. Um yeah. Yeah, so not cool. Also, um All right, so now here's the stuff that is just it's just rumor. Um it's stuff that's been passed along with no way to corroborate it and there's no way of finding the origins of an original source for these claims Mm -hmm. so uh, most of this is from a hollywood gossip website called crazydaysandnights.net it's reportedly run by a lawyer named entity lawyer who is the only person who can post on the the website uh Entity Lawyer apparently gets a lot of leaked news from the celebrities themselves, mm-hmm. one of which is Amanda Bynes, um, which makes a little bit of sense because Amanda Bynes is in a conservatorship against her will, yeah. uh, and she has doesn't have any control over her social media. So this is a way that she can occasionally reach out and share messages with the public. Um, shortly after... Dan Schneider was let go from Nickelodeon. She sent one such message to Entity Lawyer at the Crazy Days and Nights uh, .net website. It read, Last night, after the news broke about a certain producer, an actress all of you know who knows the producer as well as, well as anyone sent me this. Thank you for your ongoing support. I don't know how any of these men sleep at night, but there's one thing I do know, uh, that what's done in the dark always comes to the light. Uh, unfortunately, I will obviously not be making any comment whatsoever for obvious reasons, and unfortunately, I feel as though the only way that legitimate stories can make headlines regarding blank is if others publicly speak on his behavior. Blank was truly like a second father to me, but things changed. After the second incident, I don't know if I will ever be able to have children or have the family of my dreams. People have been picking this scab for years. I just won't be the one who finally rips it off. Amanda Bynes. Hmm. So, the... I mean, again, is it Amanda Bynes? No. We have no way Supposedly, of knowing. You know... Allegedly. I think that whether or not it's her or not, I think that there's enough evidence to prove that even if it's not her, it could have been someone else, that Mm -hmm. he did something to someone. It's a very very common theme in any kind of entertainment sector. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, look at... Harvey Weinstein. There's like 
It's, right. It's common. There's, there's, especially for children. And it's disgusting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So another rumor that came from this website is that Jamie Lynn Spears' baby was Dan Schneider's when she got pregnant at 16. Oh. Um, she was working on the Zoe 101. I've heard that one. I did yeah. not so, know that. So uh, this... Yeah, so this post by an anonymous person dated January 3rd, 2008 from the Crazy Days and Nights website reads, So it turns out that Jamie Lynn Spears wasn't the only person that our producer had a fling with. No, it wasn't... It wasn't anyone on Jamie's show, but it turns out he has made a habit of doing the same thing in the past to a number of different other tweeners. Not necessarily getting them pregnant, except for one very big exception. Most of the time, our producer would just make advances on the lesser stars of the shows that he worked on. But then one one time, he got someone pregnant, and it, someone who is a much bigger star than Jamie Lynn was or is. In that instance, the actress got an abortion and a healthy sum of money from the producer. Everything was hushed up because the show was making way too much money. Is that in reference to Amanda Bynes? Where she said she might not be able to have kids? Yeah. yeah. Did something go wrong? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. God. Just how so, expansive it is from, like, we grew, like, I don't think that kids nowadays, before or after our generation, have have a set of shows that they have connected so much with or that is so much of their um childhood as like mid 90s to like early to mid 2000s like that chunk of like 10 years mm-hmm. 10 to 15 years like our generation has yeah mm-hmm. definitely so that the statement kind of makes sense as to why Miranda Cosgrove from iCarly and Ariana Grande remain on good terms with Dan. They've never come out with any allegations. It's likely either they never experienced this type of abuse because maybe he learned his lesson with, you know, messing with the main star of the Amanda show. Like, that's why he started to go to, the, like, the side characters or, like, whatever. Um, or another theory is that maybe just for the sake of their career, they've just kept quiet this whole time. Personally... I don't think that Jamie Lynn Spears' oldest daughter is Dan Schneider's because she looks, the the daughter looks exactly like the kid who they they said is the dad. His name is Casey. Um, But there are some sources that say Casey really wasn't in the picture and he was paid to pose as Jamie Lynn Spears' boyfriend. Hmm. Which, I mean... I mean, I would buy that, but at the same time, like, that baby looks... (laughs) That baby looks a lot like exactly him, Exactly like her dad, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, the stuff that I presented in this episode, it's, it's just scratching the surface of, like, the dark side of Nickelodeon. Um, Alexa Nicholas, one of the actors that we talked about earlier, she put the mugshots of some Nickelodeon staff members who have been convicted of crimes against children... Um, she had them on her Instagram story. She called it the Nickelodeon Creep Club. Also, the creator of Ren and Stimpy, um, John Chris Falusi, 
has had allegations of grooming and abusing teenage girls uh, who are now adult women. But the statute of limitations has passed, so sadly it will Mm -hmm. not be investigated or pursued in any way. I I heard about Um, that one a lot because of how sexual Ren and Stimpy actually is, and it makes sense. mm -hmm. Definitely. It makes perfect sense. So, and by no means is Nickelodeon the only place where this happens. It happens in Hollywood as a whole. It happens at Disney, as we mentioned earlier. It happens everywhere in Hollywood. If you name a TV or film company, I bet you there have been pedo activity and other terrible acts of abuse against children committed. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess my point kind of is that you would think that child actors would at least be safe uh working for a network that creates programming exclusively for children but you'd be wrong and that is so sad um so yeah i mean countless children have suffered um as many people have like ignored warning signs and looked the other way as abuse was like right in front of them yeah like i mean people had to have known and another thing that i want to touch on is like when Demi Lovato, she recently came out saying that she, her first interaction having sex was she was raped. And there are so many people, specifically men, who say, well, you have enough money, you can't, you can just pay it away and you can get over it. Like, or that's a great way to gain fame. Like, you need any more exposure or, wow, you're really, you're really uh, getting sucked dry with exposure. Maybe this will help you up your career again. And just like using allegations like that to become famous or in the public eye or gain money and it's like no that just is another reason why men and women but women specifically don't come out with saying their truth and saying what happened to them and that they were sexually assaulted or even touched inappropriately or raped or anything we're scared to say it because it's going to be shot down basically said that we have ulterior motives for it yeah right that's disgusting Mm mm-hmm that it's just discounted right it's discounted and invalidated just Mm -hmm. because they think that it's a you know you're trying to one-up you're trying to do you know any publicity is good publicity like yeah yeah this reminds me of the larry nasser case yeah oh yeah with the the gymnast reminds me of that yep Yeah. yeah And they spoke out about it. Their parents knew about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of their parents knew about it. And they either brushed it under the table like it wasn't a big deal or you just have to deal with it because we're going to the Olympics or they just didn't believe mm-hmm. them at all. And it's like, what kind of fucking world are we creating where we don't believe young children, especially young girls, about them being yeah. touched inappropriately? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that's fucked up. It's just and that whole the whole entertainment industry, like culture... And with, like, the stage moms and, like, I don't know. It's just. It's toxic. It's, uh, yeah. It is very toxic. It's toxic. It's toxic. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And even sports culture, like, the shit that young girls go through, the shit that women in sports go through. Like, I talk about a page called You Look Like a Man. And it's on Instagram. And they constantly post about all of the stuff that women get told either in their dms or in their comments when they come out about um the 
the comments that they get and if they come out about sexual allegations or getting mistreated or touched incorrectly, it's like, well, you put yourself in that position, you should expect it. Or you're dressed a certain way, so what did you expect? You were asking for it. And it's like, no, children aren't asking for it. Young women aren't asking for it. Teens, adults, you're not asking for it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. that men can't control their urges and they've been told that boys will be boys, men will be men. That's just the way they are. We have to succumb to it and adjust ourselves for it. And it's like, why should we have to adjust ourselves for men who don't know how to fucking control themselves? Mm-hmm. Right. It just enrages me. Yeah. And if you ask me not being able to control your emotions and your actions it's a really big sign of weakness mm-hmm. so i mean these men they're like oh i'm you know i'm a man i'm i can whatever but but you can't you're so weak that you can't right control yourself yeah. that you can't respect other people it's such a big issue And in my mind, I'm like, it can't just be brushed away. So, like, how can you, how can you, like, make a difference without, like, crippling these people's careers and, like, everything that they've built and, like, you know. Right. And that's the thing is, like, it's impossible to boycott it. Yeah. And like, unless you do, like throw away your TV and never watch anything, and like, it's so like you. There's no way to get around it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way to like boycott it's, it's it. It's literally <laughs> ingrained in our society, and the abuse and the disrespect, and just like, it's all ingrained in our society to where people are just like, well, yeah, it happens. That sucks. Like just don't be a child actor and like it won't happen to you like you know it's just it's brushed aside and is like well it didn't happen to me or someone I know specifically so it's not the end of the world but Mm -hmm. you're wrong yeah just because it didn't happen to you or someone you know doesn't make it any less traumatic or any less awful or like your experiences Your experiences don't validate or or set the scale of what is bad versus what is not for someone else. You know what I mean? Like in the episode before this, we said trauma is subjective. Like a guy walking past me and brushing his hand on the bottom of my back really fucking bothers me. It might not bother another woman. I think it should bother another woman. But it might not, but it's, you know, that type of thing is subjective. Either way, it's wrong. If I think it's wrong touching my body without permission, then it's fucking wrong. No matter how small the touch is, it's wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. 100%. (sighs) So, I mean, sorry if I ruined your childhood. (laughs) Yeah, that's another uh, kind of a bummer. uh, A big, uh, sorry for yeah, just a lot. So if you guys, if you guys liked this episode, (laughs) (laughs) if you guys liked us ruining your childhood, please uh, go ahead and uh, like or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's all at Perfect Stranglers, um, a true crime podcast. Go ahead and follow us on YouTube since we do have a YouTube now. If you have any stories or any comments or anything you want to tell us, 
um, oh my god, you know what? We have a listener story to read. Oh heck yeah! Hold on. Oh my god, yeah. We can't Let's forget that. Okay, I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish that, and then we'll read it. So if you guys want to go ahead and send us an email or a story or whatever, um, it is contact at perfectstranglers.com, and please go on to. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to find my mail as I'm talking. Please go on to Apple Podcasts and please leave us a review. We love reading your reviews and it helps us bump up in the algorithm and just, you know, have more listens and more followers because we love you guys. Um, Are you guys ready to hear a story? Yes. It's a short one, but it's a sweet one. Okay. My internet's so slow right now. Okay. I don't know if she wants me to say her name or not, so I'm not going to, but I know this girl. She is a friend of mine. Um, She says, hey, Kai, Brie, and Nicole, I have have been forgetting to submit this story to you guys. This isn't scary or spooky, and it's rather short, but every time I think of it, I just smile. So this is a good way to end it. Okay? Okay, good. Um, It says, yes, it says, let me zoom in because, you know, I got old eyes, like I said. Okay. When I was 11 years old, my grandpa had passed away in a tractor accident in the middle of winter. This hit me especially hard because of how much time I spent with him and how close we were as he was the closest I had to a father figure because his son, my dad, passed away before I was two. Anyway, um, after he had passed away and after the burial a month later, I stayed the night at his house with my aunt and her kids. The kids slept in the second bedroom and my aunt in the main bedroom. I slept on the couch. I wanted to sleep there anyway because that is where I would fall asleep every time I was there. The, that night, I fell asleep around 1 a.m. and I woke up to the feeling of someone staring at me. Creepy. Um, I look up and saw my grandpa star- standing like five feet away next to me to the desk um he had in his living room i didn't feel scared or startled but i felt comforted i remember him smiling at me then fading away i was there again several times after and never saw him again but i'm 100 percent convinced that he was say that was him saying goodbye to me i told my aunt about it pretty sure she doesn't believe me but it had been about 17 18 years um and i still hold firm what i saw that night mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sweet. That's wholesome. That's very sweet. Yeah. Yes. She says, you guys are, she ends it with, you guys are kicking ass and taking podcast names. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, love it. I nice. love it too. That's wholesome that her grandpa said goodbye to her. So that's a good way to end this episode. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's sweet. That reminds me of um, Brie. Not as creepy, but your mom getting touched or whatever. Mm. Yeah. By your grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, me great that. uncle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. So, yeah. if that unlocked any uh, memories for you, uh, send send them to us because we want to read them. Yeah, we like to so, end our we like to end these on like wholesome stories, or yeah. you know, like if it's not wholesome but it's like what the fuck, creepy. <laughs> totally into it. Tell us. We want to know. We want to know. Because creepy stuff can always end on a positive note, too, because it takes it away from, like, the uh, murder and... Yes. Basically. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, So, yeah. Well, we will chit-chat with you guys next week. Bless you, Nicole. Please send your (laughs) thoughts and prayers to her nose because (laughs) it's going through something right now. (laughs) Allergy Uh, season. Allergy season. Uh, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, stranglers. <laughs>